Wow, so I'm sure you guys have given a lot of thought to this, right? Because a kid, then you're going to have India-Pakistan identities. And even though your passport in a few years will say that you're Indian. And, um, but uh, how does the kid grow up? What is the sense of identity for uh, the child? Um, I believe it's more of inculcating in your child, whatever and however you want to. Um, so my sister-in-law, her husband happens to be a uh, Pakistani. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are always having a tiff. Because uh, my sister-in-law would teach her kids Jehin, and we would always say Dil Dil Pakistan. So now the kid is so confused that she would just come to me and she'd be like, "Mami, Mami, Jehin," and then she would go to Mamu and be like, "Dil Dil Pakistan." That's how kids take it, <laughs> literally. So I guess we'll have to bring them up like that only, very balanced. Hi, I'm Suvir Bajaj from Bombay, India. And I'm Omer Kazi from Karachi, Pakistan. We've been friends for over 15 years now. And often I dream of getting into my car and driving to go and see Omer over the weekend. Door to door, the journey is only 883 kilometers for me. Yet, it's impossible to get there. And in this podcast, Suvir and I are going to try to take that journey digitally as we explore the similarities that Pakistanis and Indians have through the lens of content, community and culture. We will chat with respected filmmakers, chefs, musicians, even stand-up comics who may have performed across the border and even have fans here and there. Our aim is to try and bridge the gap between our two countries through transformational dialogue with the youth of our nations. I'm sure that together we will identify several similarities. After all, we are all cut from the same cloth. And indeed, we might find a few differences, but we will celebrate them. Anam and Rush, welcome to the show. Hi, Amir. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Very good. How are you? I'm good too. So on the from call the other well. side. <laughs> yes, from the other side. <laughs> on the call with me is also uh, my co-host Subir Bajaj. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Glad glad, glad that you can be here with us. Thank Who you for you? having us. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good to finally uh, be able to record this with you guys. So I'm I'm pretty curious to actually dive into your story. So a little bit of a context for our for our listeners. So I've known of Anam for a while now. So uh, Anam is friends with my brother-in-law, and she, I think uh, the one point, the common point that we've had, is that she was there at my wedding, so she knows my wife as well. But for this podcast, we're, you know, I reached out to her and we're trying to get in touch with other couples in a similar situation. So Anam is a Karachi girl. Am I right? Correct. Correct. So, and Anam and Rusht are now living in, um, in Calcutta. Correct. That's right. I do sound like an interview host, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you guys okay. meet though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, Rush, tell us your story. Rush, do you um, want to start? Yeah, sure. So we met, uh, we, we were like, uh, we're related to a family. So that's how we know each other. And uh, we met in Dubai and we just tried, like, you know, got to know each other there. We were talking on the phone before that. And then we finally decided to meet and we really got along. And, and that's when we decided to take the next step. So for me, initially, like my mother came to me, uh, like out of nowhere, yeah. She just comes up to me and she tells me, I, I like, you know, someone has sent a Rishta for you. Would you like to know? I was like, yeah, who is it? And then she mentions uh, Rusht. So Rusht and I 
uh, in our childhood, we played football together in cricket. Because whenever he would come to Karachi, he would come and stay with us because he's our uh, distant relative. And uh, when she came and she told me that, uh, what do you think of Rush? It was it just came out of a surprise, and I was like, uh, more where is this coming from? <laughs> like we played together, but we never thought of each other like that. Then. Uh, I think Rush and I started talking, and uh, we decided that it is great if we can meet in a common place, like Dubai being the easiest mode of meeting. That's where we met. We spent one week together, and then we decided to move forward with it. That's how our story started. So you guys have an arranged marriage, if I understand correctly. Correct, correct. And I'm guessing that you guys were introduced via Seema Aunty. By by Seema, <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Again, nice, she's going these aunties are always available in both the parts of the world. Let's put it that way. <laughs> nice. How are, how are your families related though? What's the connection? Uh, so, uh, he happens to be my cousin's uh, son. Oh, different generation. Yeah. Generation <laughs> is different. So oh. you're technically his auntie generation. Oh my God! You really had to bring that Whoa. up, didn't you? <laughs> like, okay. That must lead you, to a yeah. variety of different uh, fun pet names, right? Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> I'm young, so it's okay. It's okay, hota yar. Happens in my cool side auntie. as well. Cool auntie. Uh, Rush, I, I'm. How many times have been? Have you been to Pakistan or to Karachi? Uh, quite a few times, to be honest. Like when I was younger, so my grandparents lived there. Like my mom's parents lived there, because yeah. my mom's also from there. So uh, five, six times at least. Wow, cool, interesting. You, you're in a very special place. Not a lot of people can claim to have, you know, visited the other side that often. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, true. So, so in Savir, in the case of Savir and I, so the context is: Savir has been to Lahore once. I've been to Bombay once, and that's it. I'd love to go back, right. but. There's no such scene anyway. So how yeah. has your experience been? So, so did you, I mean, when was the first time you came here? Were you very young? Do you remember? I was, yeah, I was quite young when I, when I first came. I, I kind of remember it. Like I remember, you know, just playing a lot of cricket with all my neighbors. And I think cricket really like brought us together in a way. So it was all cricket, you know, it was just like playing cricket and playing football and just having fun. Wow. Cool. So was there like a, uh, you know, like a sense of identity or did someone, how did people react to you in the early days? I'm not sure how much you remember, but in, in the first couple of times that you came here, was it some, did it seem something alien or this part of, you know, just growing up? It was part of growing up. It didn't seem alien at all. Like I always thought like the, the hospitality and all, like from the beginning, every time I've been to Pakistan, they've just, you know, whenever I tell them I'm from India, yeah. And I hope it's still the same. I haven't been for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it was always like I was treated like a guest. You know, like people went out of the way to make me more comfortable. I've been for haircuts mm-hmm. where people have told me, you don't have to pay because you're from India. Whoa. You know, like stuff like that. And it was really surprising. I was like really well taken care of, which I didn't expect. But yeah, I think everyone says now. the same thing, right? I think everyone who manages to go across the border says pretty much the same thing in terms of the hospitality and in terms of how well we're kind of welcomed by uh, our neighbors from the other side. And I think it's a very uh, uh, comforting feeling in that regard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Anam, did you come to this side of the border as well prior to uh, getting married as no, well? No, this was like, like after I got married, this was my first time. So for me, it was completely new. 
Oh, that's interesting. So, what did you expect when you came here? I honestly speaking, like uh, when I was getting married, I got a bunch of different reviews from people before I even made a decision. When I spoke to my friends, they were like, "Are you sure you want to do it?" One of like my brother-in-law also. One of my brother-in-laws, he was like, "Have you thought about it really?" Because this is your this is India you're talking about, and I literally moved on with a very positive mind frame that. we're like since we share borders how different can it be culturally like keeping everything aside for me it was like if you move on with a positive mindset how different can it be and honestly when i came here i got so much warmth and so much hospitality and calcutta itself is known for its hospitality so i was taken mm-hmm. very well cared like um as soon as i came all of my mother in law's friends they threw parties for us and when i met them it didn't feel like that they're different it felt like family again that i've come to a place where there is family like you know so for me it was a great experience when i came here everything was just amazing that's nice you said your friends you know made you rethink this as well what were like the two or three large red flags that popped up in conversation prior to you guys uh, agreeing to you know take this forward and from both sides of the uh you know from the fence what were the two or three large red flags that you know uh, threw caution into the wind so to be honest <clears throat> like it was more towards like the people who actually came and questioned me about it were very patriotic people so when they came to me they were like are you sure people are going to accept you in india and haven't said that like because i was speaking to rushd and he would tell me stories about how excited his friends are that i will be coming from pakistan they were super excited about it so i would always tell them that people are looking forward to meeting me like it's it's different like it's it's not like how we see it in the media maybe it's very different to that because we people think that india and pakistan are very different and we're very far away yet we are so close because so many of my friends who went abroad to study as well they just they told me in fact my niece she told me that anam my best friends in uni were indian and this was literally instant like as soon as i met them we got along so well that there is no difference it's just that we've we have this confusion in between that's what divides us yeah that's so true rush what about for you what were the few red flags that your next of kin spoke to you about and warned you about actually nothing like nothing really Uh, so I mean, to to be fair, my mom's also from Pakistan, and she's been living in India for a long time. So I mean, now she's an Indian, uh, an Indian national. I didn't have any red flags because my mom was, you know, really comfortable here. She made good friends, uh, and and the Pakistan issue never came up for her. So I never felt that it would be something that wouldn't work out or something. There are there are certain travel problems and certain restrictions and so on, which gets problematic, but. I guess you get used to it and deal with it as it comes. Mm. I think yeah. I, we'll come back to the point about your mum because that's a very interesting, uh, you know, uh, addition to the story. You guys mentioned that you all met in Dubai for the first time. Am I right? Uh, not for the first time. Not but, for the first time. Uh, yeah. When we started taking this journey. Ah, for the first yeah. Rishta. That was meeting. the first. For the <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. Let's put it that way. 
and then what about after that like i i would imagine in the courting period couples usually meet quite a few times and refamiliarize themselves or rather familiarize themselves with each other how did you guys manage to make that work was it in dubai every time or did you guys not meet after that at all uh we didn't meet after that in fact uh we met in dubai for about a week and then uh we decided we to get yeah. we decided to get like an engagement ceremony done in karachi so uh they all decided to come to karachi for the engagement that's when we met the second time and then rushi i believe we met once more in dubai again yeah we met in dubai when once. i surprised so i surprised him i told him like uh, i can't make it because i have work and i can't miss work and uh, i surprised him and he was so surprised yeah. so that was the second time we met so we've met in dubai only and otherwise for the engagement party he came to karachi how sweet then What we got nice married surprise. after a year <laughs> Yeah. So there's no nosy, you know, uh, unwanted sort of door uh, ke uncle, mamu chachu who says, "Huh, ye kya kar rahe ho tum log?" Nothing like that. There's always, मतलब वो आम शादियों में भी होते हैं यार. तुम लोग की शादी में नहीं थे. How can that be? Cool family है ना. They didn't, they didn't marry. Makes sense. Makes sense. Rishdi, you mentioned that your yeah. mom uh, is now an Indian national. How did that happen? Like uh, after marriage. how did she change her nationality to indian what's the process there i'm sure there must be some very clear language for this um so this was obviously uh, back i guess in the 70s or 80s probably then when she must have become a national when i think things were a lot more chilled out between the two countries uh, so there wasn't you know it was it was doable it's the same for anam i mean she's it takes like 7 years and then you apply and um but for me system. for me it's 7 years now for her it was literally 2 years she got her nationality yeah. in 2 years whereas for me i have a lot more restrictions i get my nationality in 7 after 7 years like first i have to stay in india for 7 years and then they're going to decide if they will give me nationality or not uh though it looks very smooth otherwise i have a lot of travel restrictions as well like i cannot move uh, freely move in india so i have to take permission to travel to say bombay or delhi and i'm allowed thrice a year thrice in a year then i can't do international travel more than once so there are restrictions but um i would also say that i'm quite grateful that at least i'm getting to go and visit my parents whenever i want and they give me the permission they don't cause any problems especially in calcutta i would say oh that's really interesting actually uh, but fundamentally do you want to take indian citizenship so um ideally like if i'm staying in india right it makes a lot more sense to take the indian passport because it's much easier for me to move around freely and dil mein to pakistan hai na okay passport mein india koi baat nahi interesting so <clears throat> so um how do you navigate i mean covid times aside so only one international trip per year you can only go to what three cities in a whole year is is did i hear you right yeah that's correct so i can go to pakistan once in a year and yeah. i can do one international country so say i did yeah. europe say i did europe this last year and i went to pakistan that's about it and there is a restriction of 3 months so i can be out of the country for 3 months not more than that in totality 3 months okay that's interesting right. how does it play with like banking and stuff like that doesn't make a difference for you to be opening banks accounts transferring money in and out of the country do they scrutinize that more aggressively i still uh, don't have a yeah. yeah i think that's why you know it's it's hard to get all that done 
Um, so you're kind of living on a long-term visa. It's almost like you're a tourist in some ways uh, where you don't have access to a lot of things which a normal citizen would have in India. And of course, being Pakistani, there's an additional layer of, uh, of hurdles which you, have, which you have to cross to get these things done. Uh, so that side, that, that bit is kind of hard where it, it's not that straightforward where you can just, you know, get everything sorted out, bank accounts and, you know, like another hard card which you require for so many things. Mm. Uh, you know, getting all that done is, is quite hard. Oh, that must be quite a pain, right? How do you work here then? Um, so Anam was helping me out with, with my business, uh, which has been really handy. And we're kind of chilled out towards Pakistani nationals at our company. He had to, he didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's interesting. Yes, How long have you guys been married? The work permit, Sorry. saying that the work permit, uh, I don't get the work permit like that with my long-term visa. So it's very difficult to take up a job. Whereas there are different fine prints as well that you can, if you want to do some business, a small business or something, then you can go to the foreign registration office, enroll it over there, take some permission, then they allow it. Hmm. Okay. But That's the job, job, job bit, you can't do. That's it's quite similar to the other countries though, mm-hmm. like how you have to wait for the job permit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. You know, Omer was telling me that when he was in India, uh, he felt that there was this black unmarked sedan that was following him everywhere around, you know, no number plate and uh, tinted windows. And he was wondering what's going on. And maybe someone's being, you know, someone's keeping an eye on him because he's from Pakistan. He's from the other side of the border. Of course, this is, a, you know, Omer getting paranoid. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> of course, but I'm sure you've had some funny experiences as well, right? What's been your funniest experience uh, on this side of, of the border? And Rust for you as well, right? Because you mentioned you've been there five times uh, to Karachi as well. What have been your funniest experiences uh, as a couple and individually when you visited uh, each other's uh, now when you stay actually on the side of the border? Uh, Anand, do you want to go first? Go, go on. I'm still uh, thinking. Me. Yeah, you're oh. Funny things. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't funny though, but it came out as a shock to us when we went to Jaipur. Remember, Rushi? Yeah, yeah. We so in terms of like the paranoia behind people following you around and stuff, we've heard a lot about this. Uh, my parents have told me, you know, it, it might have happened to them. We've never really paid close enough attention to see if someone's following us. This, I mean, the way we look at it is, we're not doing anything wrong. So like, like at least the way I look at it is, like, if someone's gonna follow me and I'm not even gonna like find out, go ahead. Uh, they're probably going to get like if someone's tapping our phones and stuff like that they have a lot of boring conversations just they have to listen to i guess <laughs> so that's the way i see it at least like but i i wouldn't be surprised if it happens uh, when we went to jaipur as anam was saying you know like uh, we were at the foreign registration office and you know there was this guy he, he just walked in and one of the officers was telling him that you can't wear the same clothes otherwise you'll get noticed and stuff like that change your helmet you know do things like that so i'm I'm guessing they do follow you. I believe these uh, are all secure for security purposes because uh, one of our friends, in fact, he had gone to Lahore and uh, Karachi. Rushi, I'm talking about Avantika, uh, Avantika's brother. Yeah, yeah. So he went recently, he went to Pakistan. Recently, I mean, like maybe six months ago, he went to Pakistan and he also kind of experienced the same thing because these are the protocols which I believe the country has to take. 
you know, irrespective of who you are. Mm. So mm. I, I guess like we kind of accept it that it is all right. If you are fine yeah. and you're on the right, correct path, then you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it doesn't bug us so much now. Fair. But any yeah, peculiar this, experiences that you've had as well, Anun? Don't think of anything that way. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and besides, in if this day and age, pretty... having followers is actually a good thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Come on. So maybe need to get special, off Instagram. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm curious. So, Anam, if you could, and this is something, sorry, I'm just taking the conversation in a different direction. It's been a while since you've last went to Karachi, right? So, uh, last year I went. Last year, yeah. Yeah. So, if you could, if you and Rich could drive over right now, where would you mm-hmm. take him? What would, what do you miss? Uh, in Karachi? Yeah. I would take him for rolls. <gasps> Dude, how much I, knew I miss it. those rolls. I oh my knew God. it. Because like, the rolls over here are very different. Compared to the roles over there, then we would go to Stu- Nihari Inn, of course. That's Rushi's yeah. favorite too. So we have to go to Nihari Inn. That's like a no-brainer. And yeah. of course, I miss the beach like uh-huh. a lot because we don't have beach over here in mm. Calcutta. Let's go to Bombay for that. She can't so, come yeah, to any other cities. She only has to travel to three <laughs> cities, man. Come on. I, <laughs> I really want to because Bombay apparently. So my cousin lives in Bombay. She also got married. And she's a Karachiite as well. So she got married uh, six months before I got married. And she's in Bombay. So she tells me that Bombay is so similar to Karachi, culturally, everything, that uh, she's having a blast in Bombay. So I have to visit Bombay for sure. Oh, it's a wonderful city. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's a, a scaled up version of Karachi. But same, same, but different, right? Similar, yeah. That she was telling me that like adjusting in Bombay was not very hard for me. Like for me, Calcutta was just amazing because you know the Karachi uh, people are slightly different. Like you can relate it better uh, in Bombay as opposed to Bengal because Bengal people are like super warm. The their pace of life is slow, whereas Karachi is a very fast-paced city. So for me adjusting in those terms was slightly difficult because you know for me it was like abhi karna hai to karna hai like it, it has to be done but for a calcutton or a bong it's going to be like hai, ho jayega. don't worry that's why, you have, that's why you have tomorrow yeah. <laughs> no so this well, is interesting this is interesting so so you said for example um if rusht was here somewhere in my surrounding here in karachi and i didn't know that he wasn't from karachi would i be able to pick him apart or tell that this is I think you would. Really? I think you would. And do you think people can tell you apart when you go out like that mm, she's not from um, yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of people like so I joined a couple of clubs in the city as well hmm. to make friends and to get to know the city better. So they would say that you, you do stand out like okay, you are us, you're amongst us only but we can tell that you're from somewhere else. Hmm. That difference is there I would say Omer. Okay, cool. Guys, big question. Kids or no kids? Um, so our new one is coming. Yeah, well on the way, like in a month. In a month. Oh, no way. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank wow. you. you. You said your new one. Does that mean that you have an old one as well? <laughs> no, as in like new is like one new. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, so I'm sure you guys have given a lot of thought to this, right? Because a kid, then you're going to have India-Pakistan identities. And even though your passport in a few years will say that you're Indian. And, um, but uh, how mm-hmm. does the kid grow up? What is the sense of identity for uh, the child? Um, I believe it's more of inculcating um, in your child, whatever and however you want to. Um, so my sister-in-law... Her husband happens to be a uh, Pakistani mm-hmm. and uh, we are always having a tip because uh, my sister-in-law would teach her kids Jai Hind and we would always say Dil Dil Pakistan. So now the kid is so confused that she would just come to me and she'd be like Mami, Mami, Jai Hind and then she would go to Mamu and be like Dil Dil Pakistan. That's how kids take it, <laughs> literally. So I guess we'll have to bring them up like that only, very balanced. Rush, I think they have a blueprint because uh, Rush's mom went through the same sort of thing, right? So I think you guys have planned about this, right? Uh, Planned planned about in what way? No, I mean, you kind of know. You're not not going to be caught off guard. So you have some something to look back on. You've had other examples in your family to be able to instill a sense of identity in the child that you know, uh, satisfies both the mother and the father. Yeah, I think I think to a certain extent, I, I'm still kind of, you know, I still kind of believe that most, like every border is man-made. Uh, True that, more man. important things than, you know, like, I mean, there's national pride and all, which if you're born in this country, I think that happens automatically. Yeah, it'd be so that, hard. Sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> For me to yeah. convince our kid to not uh, support India and support Pakistan during a cricket match. Oh. That's yeah. going to be a stumbling block. Oh. <laughs> so, so what happens now? Are you guys cricket heads? India, Pakistan is a big deal for sure. Yes. So, so That's what happens? for us. What happens? Well, like, like, take me through it, man. Number <laughs> is very outnumbered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, not very easy for me because uh, last time when Pakistan India was playing, um, we went to our friend's house and I was literally outnumbered and there was nothing I could do but to play yeah. very politically. <laughs> and I did well. <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> so, Rush, does that mean that every time India wins, you're sleeping on the couch outside? <laughs> no, well, luckily, no. <laughs> luckily, no. That, that wouldn't be good right now considering the form. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have nothing to say for now. <laughs> Fair enough. So guys, um, you're obviously very close to uh, your respective nations and of course, cognizant of you know the several political and ideolog- ideological differences that we have between the two countries. Uh, just before we sign off, uh, you know, how do you well wish for the other nation? What are your wishes for the nation and what are your wishes for you know, the, the countries to find peace between themselves? And I'm sure you guys have a much uh, better insight into this uh, since you know uh, it sits at the core of your philosophy as, as human beings and you guys are now building a family together going forward. I think, the, I think the politics will always be politics and I kind of get the political side of things. It's just a really good issue to, to get support and so on from both sides. So I don't think you can change the politics but most of my friends in university were Pakistani. You know, they were really good friends of mine. We're still in touch with each other. So obviously, I, you know, I want the best for my friends. If their country does well, you know, it's great for them. It's good for business. Uh, I think to, to a personal extent in general, I think everyone wants the best for everyone. It's just the politics will always be there. But I, I'm guessing 
And I'm hoping most people, you know, just stay away from the political side of things and just see it as, you know, because, you know, Indians and Pakistanis just make good friends. I mean, everyone who goes abroad has Pakistani friends and Indian friends and there's no issues there. And I think when you come back home, the politics takes over. As long as you can get through that, you know, feel through that political aspect of it, I think there's no problem. I think we both wish, you know, best for each other. That's nice. true. Yeah. And it's, it's very important. It is very, very important in order to avoid the cultural conflict. One has to start avoiding the stereotypes. Um, I would like to share my experience because when I, when I came over here and I met a couple of uh, people like my friends over here now, uh, they would be surprised and they would ask me that how is your, like, what is your traditional dress and how do you guys move around in Karachi? And when I would show them pictures, of us, you know how Karachi people have like great parties and we have like um, amazing house parties for that matter. And uh, we're very like open people, right? It's not, so they have a concept that every single person in Pakistan would be covered from top to bottom uh, in a very different manner. Like their idea of traditional dressing about us is so different that I was shocked to hear from the educated lot as well and they literally like one of uh, this girl she just asked me she's like were you even allowed to wear uh, jeans and shirt in Karachi and it came came to me as a big shock because I was like it's a very open city again like everyone has the freedom to do however and whatever they want to do and uh, this is like this is what needs to be raised like our voices need to be raised in these countries to tell people like these who have no idea about Pakistan because they don't know how we are and how do how do we live what is our cultural background so I would literally advise them that it's it's in order to really come close together it is important to avoid these stereotyping and like you know get to know people because now there's so many forums also where you can read and I'm so glad that you guys are doing this podcast because it's really important for both the countries to know that how similar we we are like in a lot of things. No, absolutely, Anam. You've hit the nail on the head and that's exactly why we're doing this podcast, you know, and we're so glad that you could join us uh, and share your journey, Roshd and Anam. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, congratulations for the young one on the way. We do hope that he or she does cheer for India. <laughs> hey, I'm still on the call, okay? Hello, Anam. No, it's great having you guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you guys. Have a lovely weekend. If you enjoyed this podcast, there is no better way to support us than to spread our message to like-minded folks. Follow us on our socials. We're most active on Instagram, but you can find us posting on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, and all the other usual suspects. Just search for 83 to infinity. And if you're feeling really generous, maybe put up a story about us and talk about how awesome we are. You know, the usual. Also, if you have an idea for us to explore or know of someone that would be a great guest on 883, just drop us a message on Insta. We want this to be as interactive as possible and would love to feature and possibly dissect your thoughts on India, Pakistan, the bonds that join us and the gaps that separate us. This podcast was produced by Janvi Shetty, edited by Bijal Kakkar and Abbas Mahableshwarwala. Our social content is powered by Apurva, Arshi and Purva from Team Mammoth. Support the 883 Art Project led by Akash and Ahmed.
All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not meant to offend or hurt the sentiments of, including, but not limited to any person, dead or alive, religion or ethnic group, community or country. The primary purpose of this podcast is to build a cultural bridge and shed light on the similarities that we share with our friends from across the border.